Hi everyone, it's Emma here with a couple of announcements before we get into the episode. The first is just to thank everyone who has listened to our podcast so far. I think Jenny and I picked the just about the worst time to start a podcast at the start of a global pandemic, uh, but we've really been enjoying finding our group week to week or episode to episode rather, and we thought we you know really did that. Things were really clicking as we recorded this episode on Frozen Two. We cracked some good jokes. We had a good discussion going. We weren't afraid to disagree with each other. And so naturally, my computer decided to respond by taking a huge chunk of my audio in the middle and deleting, I think, every third second, making it pretty much, no, not pretty much, completely unusable. Uh, so thank you to Jenny, who edits all of our episodes regularly, but especially to this one, dealing with first the disappointment of all that lost audio, and secondly, then still creating a coherent episode out of all of it. So just wanted to let you know that if you're listening and wondering, hey, how come they never talked about this? We probably did, but that's lost to time now. That being said, I hope you still enjoy. I, spoiler alarm, I guess, can't believe how much I enjoyed Frozen 2. Um, So yeah, go watch that and listen to this episode or listen to this episode and then go watch it. You get to pick. Uh, Secondly, We're still a very new podcast with a a relatively small audience and an even smaller online presence. Still something had to be said. Um, The Black Lives Matter movement is at the forefront of everybody's minds. Uh, Jenny and I are both white women, and we have, like lots of people, been realizing we've been sleeping. We've been not stepping up in ways that we needed to. Um, And so there's been a lot of growing and educating and It's important to rest and then keep going, keep going, keep learning, keep growing, keep fighting. And part of that is in what stories we're seeking out, whose stories are we listening to. This podcast for Jenny and I has always been about sharing what we love and discovering new things, whether it be movies, music, TV, anything. Um, And so for me personally, and this isn't a, a revolutionary statement by any means or, you know, a clever revelation for me to have, but I... I love a good list. I have not always been great at keeping them, but this year I've been doing pretty well because the start of this year I decided I wanted to make a really concentrated, not concentrated episode, concentrated effort um, about whose movies I was watching. And I wanted to watch at least 50% movies that were directed by women. So I was feeling pretty pleased with myself because I've been keeping up with my list taking. We're in June now. And so far I've watched 79 movies this year and 37 of those movies had been directed by women. And I was like, okay, we're not quite 50%, but we're going to get there. We're going to keep going. And then I looked at that list again, and I realized that of those 79 movies, only 12 of them were directed by people of color. Only eight of them were directed by women of color. And only four of them were directed by black women. And so one thing that has been going around a lot is how we need to amplify melanated voices, amplify the works of black creators, black artists, whether it be writers, directors, actors, producers. And so I'll be posting the episode links for this episode on our Twitter uh, at Hi Ho Podcast. I mean, you're listening to this episode, maybe you've already seen it, but we'll also be starting a thread on works that we really enjoy by Black artists and also links to their accounts because it's important to go straight to the source. And I'm repeating myself, this is something that you know, hopefully you've been seeing from other creators that you follow. Uh, but yeah, it's just we're at a point where we need to be thinking about who we're listening to. And there's a lot of great art to be found and discovered. And it's been waiting for us. So 
I'm I'm trying my best and I'm going to keep going and I hope you do too. That being said, enjoy the episode. Oh, and actually one last announcement. Uh, you'll probably notice that this intro has pretty terrible audio. That's because I'm recording it on my phone because I tried recording it on my laptop and that audio issue still there. So thanks for sticking through it. I appreciate it. Have fun. And this is Have You Heard Of? It's the podcast where two best friends, one with an overly professional voice, finally hold each other (laughs) accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. This week it's Jenny's turn. Yes, but before, Emma's gonna do some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long weekend and we both snapped a little bit. Um, So, we were previously calling this Unshareable, which is, we've spent the past 24 minutes trying to figure out another name for it because we're like well we're still sharing things with each other so it's not really working and we had have to describe what it meant every single time anyways so this is things that are trickier to share long distance or things we don't necessarily want to dedicate an entire hour of our lives to talking about yeah Um, and hopefully by the time we do next episode we'll have a lot of a name but we were just staring out our windows bells the gape trying to think of something and then we we're like you know what let's just record and that's literally a gape perfect description mine is Thank actually you. something that is literally unshareable though oh. um okay so two weeks ago i watched the princess okay. bride perfect film Ooh, good film. love it so much uh and uh, watched the whole end credits, and I feel like every time I usually watch Princess Bride, I, I'm, like, watching it literally, like, with someone, and we're talking about it in person, and then the end credits play, and you're like, oh, that movie was so good, blah, 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 blah. This time, I was technically watching it with someone, but we were just texting because we weren't in the same room, and so I was listening to the end credits song, and it's so good. Oh. Uh, Storybook Love by a man whose name... I forget. Uh, I'm so sorry, sir. It's okay. Uh, by Willie DeVille. And it's fantastic. And I was like, wow, I have never actually listened to all of this song before. And I love it so much. It was like, I was crying a little bit. And so then I was looking it up because I had never even heard of Willie DeVille. And I saw that this song was nominated for an Oscar. Wow. And I was like, in 1987. And I was like, oh my god what could have beaten this song it's so good and then i looked it up and there were two songs in the nominee that year that i had not heard of uh Mm -hmm. one was cry freedom from the movie cry freedom sure and one is the song shakedown from beverly hills cop 2. Ooh, i'm not familiar um and then the other two songs are so good. The other song nominated category is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now from Mannequin, which I have become obsessed Ooh. with, and I listen to it, like, honestly, probably every day uh, since I watched The Skeleton Twins back in the fall. And it's so funny, because I remember looking up Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now after I watched The Skeleton Twins, which is a movie it's featured in that came out a couple years ago with Bill Hader uh, and Kristen Wiig. But <laughs> there was a reason I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and... I was like, oh my god, this song is amazing. How did it not win the Oscar? What could have beaten this song? And then the winner this year is I've Had the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing, which I think we can all agree is the best song ever written. 
Um, Whoa, what a stacked year. I know. And so I was like, oh my God, can you imagine being alive in 87? I mean, it's actually not hard to believe a lot of people were alive in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard to do. We yeah. weren't, but... We weren't. Um, and, but like, watching the Oscars, Chevy Chase was hosting that year. Apparently, I was looking at this Oscars class. This must have been a wild ceremony. Chevy Chase hosted. It was an okay time. Uh, and then Eddie Murphy did his, like, iconic... Ed, you know about this? Okay, so Eddie Murphy uh, presented Best Picture that year. And okay. before he read the nominees, he went off prompt and was just like... Don't you think it's funny how uh, no black people were nominated this year and how there are no films with black people in Best Picture? And I just think that sucks. Uh, and I'm never right going to win there. an Oscar, probably because I'm saying this. And then I was like, damn, Eddie Murphy. Wow, you were you way right ahead of the, Yeah, he was way ahead of his time. Anyways, but then in what we're talking about right now, also I was like, you would have gotten to watch these three iconic songs be performed live and no footage of it exists on the internet. I cannot find, it is unshareable. And even, even to me, and I oh, cannot no. find any existence of people performing these. I looked it up. All of the original songs were performed at the Oscars, but I can find no footage of it. And I was just like, I want to wa I want to see it. Yeah. I would like to see it. Yeah. Um, and then do, I'm going to do a story time too, okay. where I was thinking about it and I was just having a big old emotion. And then yesterday I was watching just the end of Dirty Dancing, which is so mm -hmm. good. I was like having a little cry. And because, uh, literally, like, this feels so weird to say, but I can fear. I know exactly, like, up until this point, what the best night of my life was. Mm. Um, and it was New Year's Eve 2014, because I was with my sister, and it was when she was living in London, and mm -hmm. I went to visit her, and we were having an amazing holiday. And for New Year's Eve, we went to this vintage theme party and, um, along oh, the yes. river. And it was in this huge building that had like multiple, like four or five floors. And the cool part was each floor was themed to a different decade. So you came in on the front floor and they had like a full band and they were doing like 1920s music and teaching you how to do dance moves. And it was really fun. Then you would go up and they would have like 40s music and like then they had like a 50s rockabilly band oh, playing. And then so you get to cool. the top floor and it was like an 80s club. And as the night, like, got on and it got closer to midnight, they were, they would, like, shut down, like, level to level to level so that everyone was just being funneled up to the top of the building and, like, it became this total crazy party. And then everyone went outside for fireworks and you got champagne and it was just perfect. And so now it's, like, two in the morning and everyone who's still there has, like, funneled into the top floor of this building that is the 80s-themed club. And once it got past midnight, they were playing, like, other songs that weren't just 80s, but everyone was having a really good time. Like, it was just such a perfect party where there was, like, I don't know, this is a weird thing to say, but, like, no one was messy drunk. Everyone was just, like, really happy drunk, and everyone Yay! was just having such a good time. The best time. And I said to my sister, the only thing that can make this night perfect is if they played I've Had the Time of My Life. And then literally the song ended and they queue up I've Had the Time of My Life. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And then this group of, there's like a pretty large group of friends that is dancing next to us. And there's like, I don't even think it was like all couple. Like it was just a group of friends. And there was two girls and like, I want to say like four or five guys. And one of the girls is like, oh my God, I love this movie so much. Like half a yelling. And she's like, I wish I could do this dance. And the guy, one of the guys is like, do you want to do the lift? 
And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, do you want to do the lift? And she goes, yeah. And he's like, okay, I can't do it. <laughs> but, and then he gets all the other guys in their groups. So there were six of them. And three, like, three on each side, they all line up. And they, like, get everyone else to clear back. And now everyone is watching them, my sister and I included. And we all back up. And this girl is like, what is happening? And they all line up. And they all just hold their arms out. And it gets to the part where, like, the chorus is rising. And she just runs and jumps into their arms. And they all catch her and lift her up and do a little spin. And everyone is cheering. And it was so good. Like, perfect night. So, like, Willie DeVille's storybook love. Amazing song. So romantic. (laughs) So tender. Uh, Nothing's gonna stop us now. Like, ultimate dance duet karaoke number. But I've had the time of my life. It's truly just a perfect song. And I wish I could have watched the 60th ever Academy Awards to see this. Oh, man. Because it was so good. Yeah. That's my... That's my... (laughs) That's my piece. I've, like, been holding on to this. I've wanted to talk about this for, like, two weeks. Every time we talk on the phone, I'm like, I can't mention how obsessed I am with storybook love right now. (laughs) After this podcast, I will go and listen to this song. It It is so romantic. Ooh, because I definitely so listened good. to it because I've watched Princess Bride a lot, but the, I think the last time I watched it, I was in like high school going to on a physics trip. <laughs> wow, I'm a nerd. But yeah. And I, I never <laughs> even did physics. I'm very impressed. Oh, thanks. I never even attempted it. <laughs> that was um, the only science that I was actually kind of good at because it didn't have as much memorization. And I have Oh, fascinating. It is the devil. I mean, I was... I, I'm not good at many of the sciences, but physics especially was so hard. I was, there was so much mm. math involved. Uh, well, yeah, I like, yeah, that's true. Um, I, yeah. Oh my God, Starbuck loves so good. Uh, and the video's really good too, because it's literally just this guy, Willie DeVille, he goes into the song, he's got this great deep voice, and it just was so much emotion, and it's literally just him and the band in a studio, and singing, and he's wearing, like, a little little plaid shirt, he's got a gap tooth, and I'm just like, oh man, you're crushing it, and then they have a movie screen in the background, so they're just, like, projecting scenes from the movie on, I'm like, yes! Yes! It's so uh, good. Lovely, yeah, I definitely gotta check that out. Yes, you do. Speaking of checking out, that, that's just not a segue at all, but I made it, and here we are. This week, my pick for this thing podcast anywho is frozen 2 the sequel to frozen um i saw this movie twice in theaters and now i've seen it a third time and not in theaters obviously every single time i've watched it it has like meant something completely different every time i've seen this film it is bizarre how transformational transformational is that a word yeah. Transformative. Transformative. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, the first time I saw it, I saw it with a friend, and I was, like, a little skeptical. And I went and saw it. I was like, you know what? That was actually pretty good. Like, that was that was actually pretty deep. And then I saw it with my sister. <gasps> and that was a lot. And I was like, oh my god, sisters. And then I saw it, I watched it last night, during this whole pandemic thing, and, like, some lines and some things that some of the characters say, I'm like, oh my god, I need to hear that right now. Thank you so much for saying these things. And yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I was, as a lot of people know, Frozen is this whole franchise entity that is beyond just Disney. It is taken over so many things. Both me and Emma went to Disney 
world in 2018 together. Oh my god. And <laughs> like I talked earlier about how like okay it's New Year's Eve 2014 best night of my life but if we're talking about a sustained 10 day period. <laughs> yeah. Is that those 10 days. Dude same. Best oh, 10 straight days. So good. Um and a lot of the shops are like completely full with like frozen stuff. We um there's like a frozen ride now at Epcot like everything is. Which we have not been on. We have, or not, I have been not been on. I have not been on either. Um, and, but we got to meet Anna and Elsa and there's, it's just all over the parks. It's all over everything. If you've ever worked with any kids in your life, they have either talked about it, have a toy about it, dress up at it, all those things. If you existed in the year of our Lord, 2013, you know about it. Um, well, when it first, when the first movie came out, it actually wasn't super duper popular. It was what the song Let It Go became yeah, such I a guess, huge like, sensation. Yeah, it just kept growing. It was like, oh, actually, okay, I remember this because, so Frozen came out November 2013, um, and then in October 2014, 1989 came out by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Why did I specify who it was by? Again, everybody knows that. Um, And that became the best-selling album of the year, and everyone was like, oh, dip, can't believe that became the best-selling album of the year when it came out in October. Um, But up until that point, the Frozen soundtrack had been the best-selling album of the year, and obviously it had been, like, sold over the course of, like, the entire 10 months of 2014, but considering it came out in November of the year before, insane. Yes. And so the Frozen... First one, biggest twist ever. You like with, like him being a bad guy. Like there, it's such a good movie. Like it's been like overplayed. I understand that, but like subjectively, it is still like a really good film, and it's I enjoy it. I just don't watch it as much as when things get played over and over and over again. You kind of get a little tired of it. So they made a sequel and. It, it, I know you said it came, the first one came out in 2013. A lot of people forget it's been six years since a full length Frozen. Because there's been a lot of Frozen shorts. There's been shorts for sure. But there hasn't been. Like, there was Frozen Fever, there was Frozen Forever, I think. And then there was. I think I only saw Frozen Fever, and that was uh, against. Uh, I didn't have, have the option. What did Frozen Fever play in front of? This isn't irrelevant. But. I, I think it was maybe Record Row. No, maybe Zootopia? Maybe Zootopia? I saw Frozen Fever with my sister. And so it wouldn't have been something. And I saw Wreck-It Ralph in Victoria. So anyways. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so it's been six years. And in the in the movie, it's been three years. So time has passed. I, that was one of my questions where I was like, they probably said it, but I don't know. Oh, how long is it I been? don't know if they did say it, but... That is where it's set three years later. Um, and I am a big fan of adventure quest type films. And like I say in many of our episodes already, like this is very Dungeons and Dragons y. Where they just dandy. like go into a magical forest and there's like they're trapped inside it because of a fog. Like I'm legit in a campaign right now when we're stuck in a town because of fog. Like bah, this is bah. so bizarre. And then they're pretty much like there's elementals and they have to try to figure all all that stuff out. And it's such an incredible movie of self discovery of like the first one was 
let it go was their big thing, which was like, let go of the path, like let go of all these restrictions. And then this one's like, show yourself and like discover who you are. Now that you've let everything go, now you can actually discover who you are. And I think that's so, it's so, it's so fun and so exciting. And yeah. So what was your first thoughts of the film when you watched it? Okay. So I was going to say like, obviously I've heard of this. The, Jane talked about it like it got overplayed and there was definitely a backlash valid about mm-hmm. why you wouldn't like it about what it meant for representation what you might have thought it meant yeah. for like I personally do not enjoy Olaf's character design at all <laughs> and then also because I am familiar with the like the Ice Queen when this has nothing to do with the plot of the Ice Queen I think they said it was their in, it was like their inspiration was it and originally like it was supposed to be like Elsa was supposed to be the Ice Witch but then they, de- they changed it a bit. But it, it went so far. It changed so much in development. Oh, yeah. She yesterday and was like, okay, open mind, open heart. <laughs> <laughs> this is more interesting. Like, I, li- I really like the adventure. Same. They brought in so many new people to do, like... I love Sterling Brown's <gasps> oh my voice gosh, so much. Is... It is so soothing to my soul. Like, as soon as he spoke, I was like, I trust this man. <laughs> I trust him. This man is my friend. <laughs> like, I forgot, I, like, when I first watched it, I didn't realize who the voice actor was because I am horrible with names. But as soon as he spoke, I was like, oh, I trust this man. Like, he seems caring just the way that he is talking, like, 100%. And even, like, with voice acting, well, everyone wants to be, like, goals of, like, being a character in a Disney film. Like, holy camole. Right? Like, with broadening the world, the visuals of the show is incredible. It's got pants. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, oh. this is such a yeah. look. Like, the way, like, the details, like, you can see that there was, like, embroidery, like, in, like, the shoulders of Elsa's, like, jacket. And, like, the costumes I just thought were super interesting. And, like, the background of, especially, like, in, like, the water scenes... They were saying that they, like, created technology to make the water look more realistic, but then the water sometimes looked too realistic, so they had to stylize it more, because if it was too realistic, then the cartoon characters would look out of place in it, and they had to, like, adjust it. I'm like, man, this is a whole thing I didn't even think about. (laughs) I like style in my animation. I like things like something extra in the animation, so I I really like seeing different styles. Yeah, so talking about animation, this is... Um, the 58th Disney animation movie, um, like full length theater theatrical release movie. So 58, I keep thinking there's more, but there is not. There is only 58 of them. That's still very many. I don't know. I have watched every single one of them because before we went to Disney, I made sure that I watched every single one of them before I did. And then I also have kept, kept up to date to that as well. Well done. Well done. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about, like, the production. So the directors was Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck. Um, and music by Robert and Christine Lopez, who are incredible for Broadway. Like, they did, like, Avenue Q. Youngest and, ever EGOT. Yeah. And all they knew is that, like, people kept wanting them to do a sequel for a while. And they didn't really say they were going to do it until a couple years. Like, I think 2015 or 2016, they decided that they were going to actually do it. Um... And one interesting thing that Kristen Bell once said is that the difference between Anna and Elsa um, of the type of fairy tales that both of their characters can have. So, like, Elsa is, a, like, a mythic fairy tale of, like, someone with powers mm. and, like, strong and that type of adventure. And then Anna is more of a 
um, like a fairy tale hero, which is like it's the human who's like in this mythical world, but she doesn't have any powers. And that kind of like yin and yang of like they're going through these different experiences, but they're going through it mostly together at the same time. And like having that balance of someone who has powers and can do these powerful things, but there's someone who doesn't have powers, but they can also achieve great things as well, which I think is really really fun um when the movie came out there was some parents that were upset because it was too dark um however i would like to propose that there are way more disney films that are way darker than this and they need to realize that similar to like toy story 3 the audience has grown with the movie trust kids to handle it when their child was like 10 if they saw this when they were 10 they're 16 now six years later and like they kind of like kind of propose that like like in the first song in the movie, no, I guess the second song in the movie, like Olaf is like, you, everyone's a little bit older. And he like looks at you and I'm like, oh, I was just like, I don't like this fourth wall break. Oh, again, because yeah. I don't like Olaf's character design. What did you think of Olaf in this movie though? Kids don't get sarcasm. And so teaching kids to not accept things mm. like as a, com- so it didn't work for me as like a message song. Yeah. Tendency to brush off anything they've ever done just because they weren't successful or like it was so obvious that Han was the bad guy Han sucked yeah so them and then like writing in the scene of her being embarrassed by herself singing let it go yeah it was so obvious because he was the worst and I was like are you just making fun of us what's happening here like I I didn't see it in that way at all like I just saw the irony in it like when like when he was reenacting the first one like I, I didn't make it like I don't know when he said, like, obviously Hans was a bad guy. It made it seem like he was a bad guy. That, 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 that's, that's when they're doing charades. But I didn't like all the references they were making to the first movie. Mm. Felt like a defensive mechanism. And I was like, you don't have to be defensive. I, I thought, like, when Olaf was doing the whole, like, reenactment, I didn't see it as, like, making fun of themselves. I saw it as an interesting tool to be like, if you haven't seen Frozen 1, like, this is what happens. And yeah, it was dramatic. And this guy is seeing it all happen. He's like, oh, no, yeah. Yeah. And like, when you mentioned, like, when Elsa is kind of upset at, like, herself doing Let It Go, I saw it more of, like, as a character growth thing. As, mm-hmm. like, that was her first time that she actually felt free and, like, exciting and doing all these things. And she's looking back at it now, like, three years later after a whole, like, who knows what was going on. She's kind of, like, looking at her past self, like, I've definitely looked at photos of myself and, like, Jenny, what the hell were you doing? Like, oh my that's God. kind of embarrassing. Oh, okay, so you so, say like, that and, like... Like, I, I, like, so I never saw it as, like, a negative, like, making fun of ourselves, but at the same time, I'm a huge fan of when shows make fun of themselves. Like, I've been watching, rewatching Boy Meets World, and they've definitely had an episode when they went on a fake set of... I think it's it called, like, Man is Acquired with the Universe. So it was, like, a fake set of Boy Meets World. And, like, they were making fun of, like, how do you, every week you, like, figure out, like, you've, Feeny tells you something and now you have a whole revelation and you're a he- new person and the next episode, it's, like, nothing happened. And I find that funny because that's just how the show is and they're making fun of themselves and I love the show. And they're also, like, kind of turning to haters, like, yeah, we know this is stupid. And it's like, yeah, it is, but I love it anyway. So I kind of see it in that aspect, but I can see where you're coming from of like, don't like bash the whole show, but I I just didn't see it that way, I guess. Uh, Olaf. I like, I wasn't a huge fan of Olaf in the first movie, but I actually really liked him in this one because I felt his one-liners are really good. 
And like when he's like looking like Samantha and it's like, I don't even know Samantha. It's like, yeah, like or at the end of his song when he's like, this is fine. And then a tornado just like takes him away. The amount of times I wanted to post that online, but I was like, Emma hasn't seen Frozen 2 yet. But that's like how I feel so many times. So it's like the like that dog in like a fire being like, I'm fine. It has like the same feeling as that. Um, and there's one quote he says near the beginning of the movie when kids are like just playing with him and like, are you okay? He's like, we're calling this controlling what you can when things feel out of control. And I was like, God, Olaf, that hit me right in my soul right now. Damn, Olaf. Because <laughs> I know you didn't like him, but I just wanted to like, I love the adventure art. Yeah, the adventure side of it of like there's these elementals that they have to kind of like in- encounter. Um, and each one of them was so unique and like they each had their own threatening aspect uh-huh. to them. And I don't know which one, like, clearly, like, the Earth, like, the rock guys were terrifying. But at the same time, I love the aesthetic of giant creatures for some reason. So, like, anytime, like, they zoom in and you think they're, like, in a, like, in a river and there's just rocks. And then they zoom out and all of a sudden it's, like, it's a giant creature. I just love that aesthetic of, like, like, like an endgame when it's, like, um cap and there's like a huge army and he's just this little guy and there's this huge army just like that difference between like the hero and the villain it seems so drastic that but you still believe in that hero yeah that's fun for me <laughs> but i really really liked the entrance mm. i could totally feel oh. like singing that to my kid yeah and that was a really good number and then another part that i really liked <laughs> It's Anna making everyone do charades, even though she's terrible at it. And I was like, oh, look, it's me and my family at Christmas time. (laughs) What do you mean you don't understand that I'm recreating scenes from Mission Impossible 5 that no one else in this family has seen? I know, it's like, don't worry. Family game nights can be stressful, but also, like, I love game nights. It reminds me of, like, us doing Heads Up, and it's like, how do you not get what this is? Oh my god, I love doing Heads Up so much, except every time we play... Jenny, like, has to forcibly pull me back from whoever's guessing because I get really, really close to their face and just start yelling as if that will make it easier. It never does. Uh, also, just to go back to that song when it's like, um, some things never change. And then, like, yeah, this movie is full of irony. She's like, some things never change. And then, like, some, like, cutting down a tree in the background. And when you actually, like, look in the lyrics, I love a lyric, like, a song that's, like, pretty much just like foreshadowing like that whole yes. song is just foreshadowing i it's was like, like the flag always fly i was like nope no it won't <laughs> in my notes i just wrote i feel like things are going to change very soon <laughs> yeah 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 um and then we get to like the main like one of the big songs which is into the unknown which so good like goosebumps. all of the uh, hair on my legs rose <laughs> yeah it's so and i've listened to some other podcasts and some other like people analyzing this song and like you can relate this song to like so many different things like into the unknown it's like doing into something new like why would you do it I don't know but it's exciting and I want to try something new it could be like getting into a new relationship I've seen a lot of articles when it talks about people coming out like stepping out into the unknown like I don't know oh my god okay yes like 
I, this was like a, a, such a good song in terms of the narrative, it's such a good song in terms of response, as a response to Let It Go of Let It Go is this Mm -hmm. like very power anthem of like, don't be afraid of anything. And then this was, if you are afraid, that's okay, because sometimes that's exciting. And I was like, yes, I like have uh, had a lot of things change for me at work recently. And I had to call my sister because I was like, I feel really, really anxious. But for once in my life, I actually know what it is. And it's just like, I'm really excited about this opportunity. And I'm worried that I mess it up. And she's like, it's okay, because you know why you're anxious. And you're going to do it anyways. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. Um, and like that's what this song is. Where I, in my notes, I just wrote, this song slaps. <laughs> oh. Don't you know there's part of me that loves to It's so good. And then so um, then they have to go on an adventure because she hears a voice and she's like, it's calling to me. Like that that sense of like really wanting to understand who you are is uh-huh. super important. And so she tries to figure that out. And oh. then, oh, yeah. Okay. So like the movie also opens with a flashback. Um, I and love then a flashback lore. within a flashback. I know. <laughs> lore. Lore. It's it such a good DD. Like I can just go through the dungeon master being like, flashback time. Like, <laughs> Okay, but I was laughing so hard because I love the introduction of you have, like, Elsa and Anna's dad when they're little telling this bedtime story about when he was little and went to an enchanted forest, and it's, like, a really cool story, and I could totally picture that, like, wanting to tell your kids, except that the story ends with their grandpa getting murdered, and then he's just like, well, good night. These people attacked us, and we don't know why, and your grandfather died, and I never saw him again. Good night. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Um, also, I, I saw some theories. I'm pretty sure this is, like, the night when, like, Anna wakes up, uh, no, Anna wakes up Elsa and she's like, wanna build a snowman? I think this is, like, yeah, the night. Yeah, like, that's the night. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, as a narrative technique, I absolutely loved it. Like, I loved getting that yeah. flashback because I was like, oh, something is up with that damn. Um, yeah. like, oh, like, something, like, I, I kind of, just because I've watched my movies, I was like... It's a very, like, when they make the conscious choice to be like, oh, Elsa and Anna's dad didn't see how the fighting started. I was like, oh, we're gonna find out later, and yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then the mom comes in and she sings the song. Um, and it's so haunting, but it's like a lullaby, and then, like, it fades out, and then the 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 title, like, Frozen comes up, and I'm like, oh, this is a different movie. <laughs> I know, like, it was, it was very, it was very Disney Renaissance of an opening. And then, um, one thing I think that I really liked, too, is, um, this is where I was just like, oh, like, she, she, you can just see, like, how much of a good mom she was, because one kind of thing I wrote was, like, so she's singing her kids this lullaby, and I was like, that's impractical snuggling, because she is, gets into bed with Anna and Elsa, and then, like, but is in between them and has them both balancing on her, and I'm like, if they're gonna fall asleep, you're gonna wake them up as soon as you get out of bed, and then I was like, oh, it's not bad, it's not impractical snuggling, she knows her kid, and she knows her kid is conked the hell out, because as soon as Anna falls asleep, her mom's just like, whoo, chucks her into bed. <laughs> And Anna does not awake, and I was like, this mom knows what's up. I love her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh. And so then they go to the forest. The voice. The voice. The voice. They hear the voice, and it goes, ah. That was a horrible one, but you know what I mean. You have a beautiful voice. I love you. Oh, that was so hoarse. Um, And so they're like, oh, like, what is this? And we gotta go. And she's like, I have awakened the forest. And she's like, oh, okay, then. We must do a thing. And so they go, they go to the forest, and then they kind of get lost in the forest, and then there's, like, the the gale, who is the air elemental, 
And then how quickly did you realize who the mom was? I did not. (laughs) No, I did not know at all. I had no guess. So it was like, I, my initial thought was, oh, that's the mom. <laughs> no, I, like, I did not. Okay, so like, their dad, in the story he tells them, is like, everyone was trapped in the enchanted forest. I'm the only one who got out, and I have no idea who saved me. And it was their mom. And I was like, wow, what? <laughs> I was shocked. I was truly, little little, little Emma Shaw dropped. Um, okay, I have a question for you, because I don't know if I missed it. Did their dad know that their mom was Northaldra? Um, sh- not originally, sh- um, n- near after Show Yourself, um, when she sees, like, the memories, it's, there's a scene when the mom's like, I have to tell you who I am. So okay. eventually, he does know. Okay, that's good. Because I think, like, if she didn't know, I was like, that's a really sad life for this mom who really loves her husband and really loves her kids, and her dad thinks her people are evil, who killed mm. his dad, like, killed the grandpa, killed the king. And I was like, is she just living in fear for her husband finding out her secrets? The fact that she had a fantasy scene where she's like, trust him to tell him. I'm like, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm moved. And then I'm moved by that. Yes, exactly. And yeah, you find out that the people have been stuck in this forest for this whole time. And this is like this. This is the saddest trope for me. Anytime any franchise has people who are separated from their loved ones for a long time without contact, it's sad. It's sad. I know. And they're just like then they realize like who their mother is, and then the um, Northaldras are like, yay! Like we we like respect. And then they start singing the the song that's from the first Frozen movie, yes. and it's like, oh yes, bring in the soul. It's so good. Um, okay, also, also, also sorry, um, yeah. one part I really, really like, again, shout out to Sterling K. Brown, um, but he's one of the soldiers, he's like the leader of the Arndell Army that's been trapped in this forest for how many years? So, like, at least over 20 years. Yeah, I think they said 30-something. Oh, damn, okay. But he has a scene where he's talking to Anna, and it's like, oh, like, I, I love this woman, do you know her? And Anna's like, oh, actually, I do, and he asks her, like, oh, well, did she ever, like, remarry? And Anna says no. And he's got this line that's like, oh, that doesn't make me happier. And it's really good for a moment yeah. of like, understanding who this character is. Of like, he really, really, like, he was in love with someone, and he's still in love with them, even though he hasn't seen her in 30 years. But then he finds out that she never moved on either, and it just makes him sad because he wants her to yeah. be happy. He's it's like, so why so... didn't that make me feel any better? And it's like, oh, oh God, this oh, man. God. This man is a good man. He's good people. Oh. Um, and this movie has graced us with, finally, a Jonathan Groff song, <gasps> where he duets with himself. It's and... only a duet. How many parts do he sing? there were multiple reindeer singing. Yeah. And I was like, is yeah. that just also Jonathan Groff? Yes. Bless. Yes. Oh. He, oh, I love Jonathan Groff so much. I um, love him. I love Anna and Kristoff so much, but those two, bless, need to improve their communication because they're both so in love and so afraid the other person doesn't like them back. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense with Anna of, like, everything that she's known, people have left her. Oh, my God. Like, her parents have died and Elsa left her. She's been alone. So, like, as soon as someone says, like, she's so nervous of losing something that (gasps) sometimes you don't accept what's in front of you, right? And... And then, so she goes somewhere, and then, like, Kristoff is like, I'm lost in the woods. And it has, like, some, like, 
um, Bohemian Rhapsody looking stuff, and then it's like, I can't stop laughing. And then there's the part where, like, oh my, same, because there's a part where he's leaning against the tree, and then it's all just, like, a flo- his floating head, his, like, duetting with himself. Oh, it's so great. Oh. Oh, and I'm was... extremely sad about the character revelation you just pointed out with Anna, because that had not occurred to me, and now I'm extremely sad, because I was like, why are you so scared of him leaving you? He's so obviously in love with you. And I'm like, oh, because you have no precedence. No. That would tell you otherwise. Oh, exactly. I know. Um, so that is an amazing, beautiful song. And, yeah. And then they find their parents' ship, and that's real sad. That was, like, very sad, strong Tarzan vibes. Like, oh, oh, definitely Tarzan vibes. Like, a lot. Their parents loved them so much, and they were just trying to help the children. Um, and then so... Then Elsa goes to the dark sea, and that scene is so stressful when she's like fighting the water elemental. Yeah, I remember watching it. Chills. Yeah, like, but that's like the first scene where like she runs into the wave and gets washed back up, and she just immediately goes for it again. I yeah, like, I was cheering. You got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like all of a sudden you can see like the horse is far away, and then all of a sudden it's super close. And you're like, what's happening? And then she tames it and. The song Show Yourself is so moving. That is when I cried. I'm not gonna yeah. make you guys. I was <laughs> I was a mess in that song. Like holy shit. So and good. so like this voice, it's when you find out do you wanna say like what like Well, okay, so this whole thing is that she's Oh, it's just so much so she's going she's look she found the voice, she's going towards it and she's like, I'm I'm show yourself I'm going to find this this is my meaning this is what I've been waiting for my whole life and then she gets there and what's waiting for her is herself like it's and her then, mom being like it's like the voice oh. is her mother calling out to her and, oh like, <gasps> and it's like and the way it changes to be like you are the one you've been waiting for all your life and that's this is when everything that Frozen is and what I want Frozen to be absolutely came together and I was like oh. I am now so invested in Elsa as a character and I am so invested in this franchise and what this means for her because it is like it's like oh god it's just so good like it works like that or like let it go into the unknown and show yourself our three act play 100% and it's so good and like even like like going like even like costume wise and like hair wise like first movie tightly wound after let it go her hair goes down at the end the braid is out she is finally free like just the representation of that alone of how like you don't need to find someone you don't need to go and look for something it's in yourself and you don't need any external thing you are worth it you are important Just the, the self-discovery of, like, this is fine. And now, I know a lot of people were like, oh, in this film, like, Elsa should have, like, found a relationship. Or it's just like, no, okay, right now she's finding herself and she is discovering herself. She does not need an external anything. Like, I think this is way more powerful yes. than anything that could have been that people wanted. And I was like, and in Frozen 3, we can get a love story between her and Honeyman. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But in this one, I was like, this is what it's about. This is what I've been wanting, and like, I'm absolutely gonna listen to that song. It's gonna be. It's it's. I've been having a lot of a lot of dance parties. Basically, every time my roommate goes out for a walk or out for yeah. a run or whatever, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going into the living room now. I'm cranking up our speakers all the way and probably driving our neighbors insane. And I'm going yeah. to dance very very hard. And this is going to be some yeah. some modern interpretive dancing is going to be happening. It's... I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was just in shock when the scene was happening. I was just, for me, I was just so nervous that it was going to be like a horrible thing that was going to hurt her. So I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? And I was on tense. And then the second time I saw it, I just weeped profusely. It was, this movie, like every single song is intense. Like, so we have that song. And then we have the song, um, The Next Right Thing, which was when now like, Anna is alone. Olaf has evaporated. Her sister is gone. Rip and... Olaf. Okay, that uh, Olaf death scene is like is intense. He's in yeah. Anna's arms. It's like, remember me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and I didn't realize until I watched it this time that like Gale, the air spirit, is the one that collected it all to make sure that all of <gasps> Olaf stayed as one. Oh god. So I'm like that's oh. a lot for me to take in right now. I know. Um but some of the songs that she talk like the lyrics of the song The Next Right Thing is so dark and like like I've I have like anxiety and depression and a lot of different things and like some of the lines she said I was like, "Oh, I I felt like that. I have I have 100% know what this feeling is like." And Kristen Bell said when she recorded this song, like it's not a perfect like you can hear her cry you can hear her like gasp there's some notes that she doesn't quite hit but it was supposed to be emotional and she said she tapped into the feeling um of her troubles with codependency and like what it feels like when you don't have that anymore and like feeling lost and not knowing what to do and like what you don't know what's going to come next and i was like oh oh yeah it is it is dark, but it is dark in the best, the most meaningful way. Like the next right thing is just getting through the getting through the day. And yeah, and like one of the things is like take a step, step again. You have no idea. Everything is gone. Nothing will ever be the same again. But all you need to do is like take one extra step, and it's like oh, it's a good song. Like again, like this is. They, they they leveled up I think in in terms of of music and I think it, like again they must have had so much pressure to oh, yeah. to up the ante of this mega hit the soundtrack was from the first one and I think even though this didn't have the same commercial success which feels weird because this movie still yeah. made a uh, a butt ton a of money yeah um but like this this soundtrack is so good and this soundtrack. It, it does hold up. Like, every every theme they're trying to, to tackle, they do so. Yeah, and I think the main whole thing about this is that this whole lie between between the two communities is that it was, they made a bridge and it was all a lie, and it was to cut off the forest so that they um, would have to rely on people of Arendelle to survive, and it was all a lie. And... He, the grandfather initiated the fight against the leader and the feelings of like truth and reconciliation like the first thing you need to do is the truth and that's why Elsa goes and figures out the truth and then after that ha- and truth hurts truth is painful she freezes she pretty much dies and then but you need to get the truth out there to be able to 
you, you have to acknowledge it to be able to reconcile and to be able to heal. Exactly. So then they go and destroy the dam because that, and they're like, you know what? If that destroys our town, it destroys it, but that's what needs to happen. I also love the scene where, like, you think in the beginning of the movie that the elementals are attacking Arendelle and they have chased everyone out of the city. And then you realize it's the elementals being like, no, because if the dam, when the dam comes down, if the town gets flooded, they want to make yeah. everyone safe. And I was like, like, I really, I really liked the overall plot of this movie. And I really liked mm-hmm. how, like, again, like, it, it's such a good sequel to Frozen. And um, in, in the way I, I criticized earlier, oh, I thought a lot of their responses to criticisms were very reactionary very defensive mm. this felt like a really conscious choice of being like oh this is what people wanted from the first movie of like yeah. you had criticisms of being like well your character design and your artwork is based in sami culture but all of your characters are white for them to be like oh here let us introduce this like this indigenous people from arendelle mm-hmm. and let us like bring in these new characters and let us have this plot line about how arendelle has to make up for the hurt they've caused over the yeah. past like 30 years Exactly. And it was so good. It was such a good plot. And I, I, I love with the scene where they bring down the dam. And I love, like, when Anna and Elsa separately find out the truth, both of them are like, this is horrible. But the only way we can make it better is if we we, we don't become part of the problem. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I swallowed too much air. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's... It's so good. There's so many meanings and, like, themes in this movie I understand why people are like, this isn't a kid's movie. I was like, I don't care if it people don't find it as a kid's movie. It is still an amazing movie. And trust your kids. Trust your kids. Yeah. And, like, people still saw it because it made, like you said, a buttload of money. Um, it is, according to Wikipedia, at least, it is number 10 on the highest grossing films. Um, Frozen 2. Oh, damn. <laughs> is Frozen on the list? Um, Yeah. Frozen is 16th. Oh, damn. So this made so, more money than Frozen. Okay, I take it back. In my brain, I thought it made less money. Dickhead. No, it didn't like... It had a less ratings, but it okay. had it made more money. Um, so as Emma to, likes to guess things, more. do you want to try to guess the top 10? Yes. Okay. So Jenny okay, texted me. Also, yes. And <laughs> one was... thing also, like, it says highest grossing. They didn't take into account inflation, all that other stuff. Um, cause that's a completely different list. So a lot of these things are like recent movies. Um, because I'll pay that extra cash for, yes, for but a seating. Yeah. Um, or IMAX. Okay. Yeah. Jenny texted me yesterday and was like, do you want to guess the top 10 high grossing movies on air? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I love guessing. I love Like stats. this isn't even the activity we're going to do, but this is no, just I'm an fi- I'm fine with you just throwing me a game every now and again. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they, one of my questions is going to be, does this include inflation? Okay, so no, it doesn't. These are all recent movies. Okay. All okay. of them happen, all of them, except for one, was made 2009 and above, except for one of them. Okay, so that's Titanic. Yeah. Okay, so that's Titanic. And not, not all the other ones are in the past 11 years? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Um... God, this is all going to be franchises. Okay, but past 11 years. So that means, like, no, none of the early Harry Potter films. Um, well, Endgame. Or Infinity War is number one. Which one did... Which one Infinity War is number one, right? No. No, Endgame. Dang it. The second Endgame. one. The, the last one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Endgame. And then Infinity yeah. War. Um, oh, Infinity War is not second, though. 
Okay. Uh, oh god, I can't guess them in order, but I knew I knew. No, yeah, don't guess them in order. Just say the ones. Yeah. So okay. Endgame and Infinity Wars are two of them. Yeah. Um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. No. Okay. Um, is Avengers on there? Yes. Okay, so that's three. Frozen is ten. Titanic, I have five. Okay. Um, yeah. Justice League. No. Ha. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, The Dark Knight. No. Oh. Oh God. Okay. Um. Emma, Civil remember? War. No. Um, okay, so before we recorded, we went through the biggest franchises. So some of there are some of those that are in there. There's one of them that is a franchise that. God, my brain's already forgotten. Them. Okay, so is it? So you've named five so far. Return of the King. No. Are any of the Hobbit movies on there? No. Ha. Not the top ten. <laughs> ha. Um, hey, I like the hobby. I know you do. I just, I know you do. I know you do. It. That's just funny to me. Um, because this movie's, like, if you, okay. If they had made only one Hobbit movie, I bet it would be on there. Okay. <laughs> if, all right. If you can find all three Hobbits, yeah. then into the one nine hour film that it is, then it would be on the list. Okay. Um, oh, Avatar. The dweeb. Yeah, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. Um, okay. Can I have a hint? Of any of them? Of any of them. Okay. Um, it is in a galaxy far, far away. Oh my gosh. Is it Force Awakens? Yes. I can't believe I needed help with that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. One of them. Okay. Here's another hint. Um, we, I, were you with us? We cried. I cried during <laughs> a montage. Oh, okay, Furious 7. Yeah. I, okay, I'm so mad because when you texted me that, I was like, well, okay, these are the ones I know. Furious 7. Furious 7. Yeah, yes. okay, so there's I two it, more. One of them, I saw Furious and 7 three t- in theaters three times. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I cried every single time. Um, okay. So and there's then two I more. Two left. And you said one of them is one I'm not going to guess? Yeah. <laughs> I have a memory like a spaghetti okay. strainer. Here's another hint. Um, there is a scene in this movie that you hate so much that you don't like the movie at all and you did not see the sequel. Suicide Squad? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, okay then. Um, Jimmy Buffett makes an appearance in it. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic World's a bad film. <laughs> And they should. I okay. I'm not even a Katie McGrath fan. I have not seen Supergirl. I have not seen Merlin. Her death in that is disgusting. And Colin Trevorrow hates women. Okay, um, got one more, and you're not gonna get it. Who's in it? Give me, give me a person who's on it. Beyonce. It? Oh my God, The Lion King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the. Um, do you want to know the order? Yes, really. Quickly. Okay. So really, and, The Lion King is the yeah. Oh my god, okay, what order is it? Tell me the order. Okay, Endgame, Avatar, yeah. Titanic, The Force Awakens, Infinity Wars, Jurassic World, The Lion King, The Avengers, Furious 7, Frozen 2. I can, I am a little bit offended in how high The Lion King is on that. Yeah, yeah, and you, you were gonna say Gone the Wind. Gone the Wind, it says with the highest grossing film as of 2019 adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind is number one. Damn. You ever seen Gone with the Wind? No. I saw it once on the Easter Long weekend on VHS. And I must have, I was older than nine and under the age of 17. And also, <laughs> I remember what else I was when I watched it. 
on the top 10 for inflation, there's five films that are still on the top, like, that list. I said and five of them haven't. But I think that's because, like, inflation and all that stuff. Yeah. Anywho, that was fun. Thing. For me. Anywho. That was extremely fun for me. <laughs> that was fun for me, too. Um, so, Frozen, anywho, did really well. <laughs> they did a really good job, and it's a whole... They have, like, I googled, like, the Frozen franchise, and they have, like... When they have, like, Disney on Ice, they have on all their different amusement parks and rides, TV shows. Oh my shows, god, Disney on like, Ice. That would be so good. Right? Um, so there's just... It's oh such god. an enigma, and I think this movie was definitely more mature, and it definitely touched on a lot of things that made me cry a lot. Like, throughout the movie, I was almost in tears every single time. Oh my gosh. And, like, the, the end is so good when yeah. when the sisters get reunited, and Anna's like, is it you? And it is, and then they hug, and, and then... And the ugly crying of, like, are you okay? It's like, Arendelle safe, is it? Like, she's so emotional. And the... It's... Oh, uh, and just, like, that sense of, like... Because both me and Emma have a single sibling and we are the youngest and we both so like that sister you couldn't tell the younger sibling energy i radiate by every word and it's like the there's some moments when it's like on like elsa's like in fire and then she gets mad at anna for chasing her and she's like why did you follow me to fire she's like you don't want me to follow you to fire then don't run into fire then i won't run into it like that they just care for each other so much and they know what's best and at the end of the movie Anna becomes the queen of Arendelle and then Elsa stays with the Northaldra and is there and you can just tell like how happy they are and what is right for them but they still care for each other and they're like hey game night again like okay I'm gonna come and meet you and it's just game so night. and then like their whole thing is they're like they're trying to figure out what the fifth element or elemental is and then she's like oh Elsa it's you and it's not it's both of them because they're like yeah. two sides of the same coin yeah. it's good it's good oh, it's so good I wanted to give a special shout out to them <laughs> to Kristoff showing up at the end like a full tell me about it stud mode um, oh yeah. And then I thought that was very sweet. Like, we didn't even talk about him. The whole movie was trying to propose to Anna, and I was like, yeah, Pamela, yeah. I got this. She loves you for who you are. And that was also very nice. Yeah, like, there's a moment, like, when he's, like, upset because she's, like, gone off. But then he has a moment when he expresses his feelings and he moves on and, like, runs into um, Anna and she's like, I'm sorry I left you. And the first thing he says is, it's all right. What do you need? Like, he's ready. <sighs> for her right there and then when it's like I'm so sorry he's like it's okay my love isn't fragile I'm like whoa oh god I know it's good like I had some earlier like she's so insecure about their relationship and then he is just continually stepping up to the plate and there to support her and that is good and I really like his friend his friend he made yeah. this movie and I was like Ryder's really cute uh, um Jenny yeah you know how every week you're like the, your your passion for this has has raised this movie in my esteem. I yeah. didn't even dislike this movie, but like your passion for it has and just being able to talk through my issues with it and like realizing there weren't that many. <laughs> like, oh god, this movie's four stars. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Oh, who am I? <laughs> I was like, what what what? I like Frozen. Yeah, I'm glad. What just happened? Yeah. That's why we talk <gasps> about it, and we're like. We discuss, like, if there's issues, like, well, how we see them different ways and stuff. And I'm glad you really enjoyed this film because... I did. I, like, now that you can, like, just watch it on Disney Plus and it's accessible to watch, it's something Thank that... You. Like, like I said, every time I go back to it, it's... I'm a different place in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. 
This is this is deep. You're just gonna do your next best thing and just keep on, keep it on, you know? And all is found. Alright, now for the official activity. <laughs> we're I love it. Activities. Um so um, my question for Emma is, like, in this movie, there was the the different spirits. There was the air, water, fire, and earth. Um, and that is not new. That is a thing that goes on in a lot of different... Oh, I also had a note that was, is Elsa the Avatar? And then she was, then she much. Yeah. Then she was. was. Um, and what, out of those four spirits, what one resonates the most with you? Or what one do you think you are most connected with? Okay, so you, do they all have names? You're like, oh, Gale, the air spirit. Do they all have names? No. I, I just think, just Gale does, I think. Because I think Olaf is like, I'm gonna call you Gale. And then that was it. <laughs> okay. I, I totally missed that. Wow. Thanks. Great. Um, in terms of character design, I loved the rock giants, like the earth elementals. Mm -hmm. They were extremely cool. For sure. And I think just in terms of elements, okay, so one time Jenny and I went to the beach, and Jenny was like, can you swim? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, cool, let's race across the lake. (laughs) And I was like, no, I can go underwater and not (laughs) die. And then I proceeded to try and go underwater and swallowed a ton of water and had to crawl back onto the beach while coughing wildly and trying to look cool on my little bathing suit on a fun and casual beach day. It did not work. Um, So I can hopefully not die in water, but water is my favorite. I like being my mammalian diving response. I'm like, I love a bath. I love floating. I love the idea of swimming. I totally forgot about that. I remember <laughs> I should have reminded you because I was just like, <laughs> water. Oh my god, we're like, yeah, it's so cool. And I'm just like giving her, and you're just like, oh, like, oh no. <laughs> I know, and then I went and lay on the beach for a little while and sat in the sun, which is very nice, but then you just kept swimming for so long. You were so fast. I love the water so much. I like, because oh. I've lived on an island my whole life, and I used to live across the street from the ocean. I used to go swimming every day. I took swim lessons, and like, I used to do competitions, and like, I love water. Water's the best. I also just moved my mic because my, um, my computer fan turned on, so, and I don't know when it did, so apologies if anyone is listening, and it's like, why is it sound like a rocket ship is taking <laughs> off mid podcast? And if they're listening, apologies. they're used to it by now. <laughs> my laptop's trying her best. Nice. Um, but yes, the water elemental is my personal fave. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I like being in the water. And then there's a cool water horse. Yeah. And, and yeah. I was looking up, apparently it's a name I don't know how to say because there's a letter when it's an O with an X through it, and I don't know how to pronounce that. But apparently the water ent- elemental is actually like a shapeshifter. Ooh. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah, I really like the water one too. I think that one's really fun. Nice. Yeah, so that's Frozen. That is our podcast this week. Yeah, I really recommend this movie. Even if you haven't seen the first one, like, you don't it's, really And if you haven't seen the first one, then you will probably not be as optimistic towards Olaf's recount <laughs> as I am, and probably just be like, oh, this is a very useful narrative tool. Ah. Um. <laughs> but it's fun, and I hope everyone else enjoys it, and don't be 
too afraid to scream these songs in your car because they're great and oh. they deserve or to in your living room when your roommate's not home <laughs> exactly um, um yeah yeah you can follow us on twitter at i hope podcast uh you can email us at i hope podcast at gmail.com um, and we think that would be really cool. Also, this is a thing that I hear other podcasts that I guess we could say also, but we are on Apple Podcasts and every other Apple Podcast that I could, or not Apple Podcast <laughs> that I could find. Um, and if you let us a review, that would be really cool. And yeah. totally tubular. Yeah. We, we are seeing that there's a couple people who have been listening to us every week, so we want to thank them for listening to us. We because are, we really I love speaking. <laughs> I just really like that there's people that are listening and that... Who don't know us. Yeah. and That's that, weird. I just like to... Hopefully they're getting some joy out of this and that they mm. they get some escapism or some... not Or whatever. I just like that we give joy to people and that's fun for me. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too, um, darling. Oh, um, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and remember to... <laughs> Like what you like, your opinion is valid. As long as it's the same as mine. Good night, everybody. Good night.